Hey everyone, I am Father Alex Andahar. And I'm the Reverend David Marshall. Welcome to Advent 2. And welcome to A Bridge Between, uh, a podcast where we explore uh, areas of the lectionary, usually the gospel, sometimes other readings, and uh, where we try to bridge the gap in the distance between us physically and also bridge our knowledge of the text. And um, Advent can be a struggle, can it not? It, it Well, it can be. Maybe it's supposed to be. And I said mm-hmm. Advent, too, because it is the, we'll be talking about the second week of Advent, right? Yep, this is the second week of Advent. Are we? That's what I thought. Because it is also episode number two of season number two. It's 2-2. Two, two. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So um, I'm just going to be honest and say that um, you and I have been discussing some of the struggles we have with Advent um, in regards to as the church, as clergy, as the, you know, quote unquote, guardians of the liturgy, we will be focusing on the preparation for Christmas and, of course, preaching about that and teaching about that and um, making sure that Christmas does not come too early. Um, at the same time, I acknowledge that for many people around the world um, and even in our own communities, they're not thinking so much in an Advent mindset, but thinking more of a Christmas mindset of getting to Christmas because of all the various wonderful celebrations that they experience, and also not thinking about a very big word that you and I said we're going to talk about today, which is eschatology. Yes. Uh, So we, uh, Alex and Michelle and I, the three of us did a clergy uh, Advent quiet day yesterday. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that came up was about um, Christmas music in church before December 24th. And that uh, every, and and I I don't mean to over-exaggerate this, every single member of our congregation has heard Christmas music um, before they show up on Sunday. Right. And Sunday, the whatever it is that's coming up, is it the 7th, 9th? When is that day? 10th? 10th. 10th, right. I probably should know that. Um, and they wonder, why are you playing this really heavy, sad, scary sounding music? Right. Um, you know, where's the Bing Crosby? Um, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You know, where is that? Why don't that's we sing Christmas songs? In December. That sounded more like the Grinch trying to sing that than Bing Crosby. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't do a Bing. I, I don't know him well. And he's a Washingtonian, by the way. He's from, oh, okay. you know, well, that, that's, that's your people, man. That's your people. Um, he is. So, uh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. I mean, that one? Is that yes, the voice that's, you're really that's exactly what yeah. you sounded like. So, so people are hearing this on the radio station since like November 1st. And this is the tide of culture that the church often has to um, work against. We have to swim against that culture, but we also have to be pastoral with our congregations. And so um, as you and I were talking about the gospel reading for today from Mark, um, there were a lot of different themes that came up, but there was one that you brought up. It's that word, and, and I'll let you use it a little bit to talk about it, that I would not mind talking about today. I'd actually want to get into that. Sure. Eschatology. So, um, you know, the Ford Explorer, that that was the first like SUV and it was kind of like a radical, it was a really big car and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it wasn't big enough. So they came up with uh, the the Ford um, 
Oh, what was the not the explorer the uh, expedition? Not the ex right. So yeah. I actually had a little cartoon I drove of the Ford Escaton, the Global Warmer two thousand, and it's a gigantic car. Uh, Escaton means the end. Uh, yeah. That and it starts with an E, like escape or um, mm -hmm. explore. Anyway, so um, the Escaton eschatology would be the study of the end. And when do we think, or what do we think the end or the eschaton is? Right. Well, no, what, I, I what do think, we think it is? Well, we think about a great deal about the end of time. Okay. Um, we think also our own death, our own end in this world. Right. Um, right. We think about what's going to happen when I die. You know, the Bible uses words like judgment. Um, so what's involved in that? And of course, uh, it would be incomplete if we didn't talk about things like heaven and hell. Um, so the eschaton involves a lot. So the eschaton that I was thinking of was mm -hmm. that the return of Christ is the end. Um, which the end of the age. It's also at the same time the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, it's the genosis. Uh, it is the, however things starts over again. But we call it or him the end. Mm -hmm. um, the eschaton, and I, I'm not sure why, but uh, but we do. And Advent has uh, a dual theme, and I had actually said these words, and I, I can't believe I'm saying it while we're recording it, uh, that Advent has the ability to speak out of both sides of its mouth, uh, that we have Advent as a preparation for the birth of Christ. Mm -hmm. Advent is the preparation of a tree, of Christmas gifts, of food, of uh, Christmas parties, that type of stuff. And the other side of Advent is the preparation for the return of Christ. And see, here's where I'm going to differ a little bit. Instead okay. of saying it talks out of both sides of its mouth, I'm going to use a phrase, and just as an example, of when I go to Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner and somebody says, do you want the rice, the mashed potatoes, the plantains? I go, yes. And that usually lets them right. know that I'm a pig. But... You know, so when if somebody says, well, is Christmas about, you know, the second coming of Christ and the coming of Jesus, you know, in our hearts? And of course, the first celebration of the incarnation, I go. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it is all those things for me. Um, and and so um, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, and I agree that it can sound like there's these two conflicting ideas, but I have just come to accept that as just part and parcel of living into the text and living into my faith. Okay. Uh, so at all angels, the color of the church is blue. So mm -hmm. if, you know, like you have sports teams and all that type of stuff, they have colors, our color is blue and, uh, and we shine. It's just awesome during Advent because we use blue during Advent. Uh, and the, what has been passed on to me is what I pass on to others. And that is that Advent is the season that we are continually living in. We never mm -hmm. actually leave Advent if we are preparing or expecting the return of Christ. We will celebrate yearly the birth of Christ, mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's this perpetual season which will come to an end. When he returns, we stop using blue, um, period. I don't, I don't know what the church color will be at that point, but, um, but that's... That's this really interesting um, season for me. We're not in perpetually in the season of Lent. The other season we could say we're perpetually in is the season of Easter. We are always a, we're a resurrection church. We are resurrection people. Uh, and, you know, we could say that. 
Um, and it's true. The other part is, of course, that Advent is a season that never leaves until one day it will. Right. And, and I think this is where it comes back to the idea of the, you know, two sides of the same mouth, because we're an Advent and an Easter people. And I'm glad that you, you said that. Do you think, and this is a good question, which will take us into the text today from the Gospel of Mark, is do you think that that's why Scripture talks about keeping awake, don't get weary, because staying at a high level of readiness, mm -hmm. it just causes fatigue. It does. You know, of course it does. Co yeah. constantly preparing and waiting to prepare um, for something that you're not know when it's going to happen can just cause a great deal of, of fatigue. I mean, do you think that's maybe why the scriptures uh, talk about it that way? Yeah, well, scriptures remind us of things that we would just assume forget. And mm -hmm. so that's one of them. Uh, I may have told you this before, but my, uh, my dad was a teacher. He had friends that are teachers. And uh, the physics teacher at high school, physics teacher, did this thing during the summer. And they would go test alarm systems for nuclear uh, facilities. And at the time, Washington State had quite a few uh, nuclear uh, reactors and things still does but um so his favorite way to test it is to find one spot on the fence and always at the same time it was like 1 20 in the morning they would go and they would set the alarm off on that fence and then the, they'd all rush out with the lights they would look to see who was trying to get into the fence and then the next day at uh 1 20 in the morning they would hit the fence again set the alarms off but what happened over a period of time is that less and less cavalry would come out to check and more and more they would say we obviously have a system failure we have something that goes wrong with the fence every day every morning at 1 20. and so the the morning that nobody shows up and the lights don't turn on is when they cut the fence and they walk in yeah and then they say you have failed your test and that the response is every time that the um that fence has an alarm, you must respond, but there's fatigue. And we have been, um, let's say Jesus died and resurrected in the year 32. Uh, and this is the year 2023. Uh, we have been doing this for a long time of expecting mm -hmm. the return of Jesus. And what if this was the Christmas when Jesus touches the fence, right? None of the alarms go off, right? What, what if this is where like, I'll sleep in on this one. Exactly. And there's a point that I that I want to make um, about that specifically. Um, do you mind if I go ahead and, and read the part of the text I'd like to use today? Go for it. All right. Yeah, I get, I get to read today. Okay. Well, you know, it's season two. You should read. Yeah. I should read more. Okay. So this is Mark uh, chapter one, verses one through eight. And the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, and people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins." So the reason that that strikes me as part of what we're talking about is they felt an urgency because John was saying this is imminent. Mm -hmm. And it was imminent because Jesus appears shortly after in the text. Yes. I believe that for us as Christians, it can't just be about the second coming. 
it has to be about the urgency of preparing for what might happen to my soul today. So not just about when Jesus touches the fence, but possibly that I will meet Jesus before he comes to touch that, that fence. So maybe if we expressed it that way, maybe if we shared a little bit in that context, we might reclaim some of that urgency. What do you think? Um, so tell me more about um, that this might be the day. Uh, and you're talking about our mortal life of when we die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, so since I'm on this theme of talking out of both sides of its mouth, mm -hmm. <laughs> you ready to talk about the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> this, this might get edited, folks. Um, I think when it comes to our death, I think the New Testament speaks out of both sides of its mouth. Um, because there is one theological idea that when we die, we sleep, we go on the ground, we wait. Yeah. And then uh, we won't know the passing of time. But mm -hmm. when the trumpet calls, when Jesus returns, then all are brought up. So the New Testament has that strong theology within it. Right. You then have the thief who repented, who was hanging on the cross near Jesus. And mm -hmm. he said, uh, today you'll be with me in paradise. Um, so okay. we have these two competing notions of uh, when we die, do we go to sleep and we wait? Or is when we die, we're immediately uh, in paradise, in heaven. Um, and then the third option is that uh, we are in heaven. We're doing all those things. And then the judgment comes and everybody stands before the judgment seat. The fourth option is that um, the judgment seat happens for each person when they die. Right. Um, and uh, again, I, I apologize if I shouldn't have brought this up, but no, that's fine um, because it can, I think it can be confusing. And so l let me kind of come back and maybe look at it from a different angle. Okay. Um, if all the church talks about is live a virtuous life in case you die, then I think we failed. That's my, my, my opinion on that. But okay. what if... And why do, you, why, why do you think we failed? And failed in what way? Failed in what way? In, in, in the next sentence I'm going to say, which is, ah. if you meet Christ now, and, and I don't mean just because you have died, but I mean also because you have encountered the risen Lord, you have, he has come into your heart, you have decided that you want to be a person of faith, your life begins at that moment. You, are, you can be that new creation that Paul talks about. So right. maybe instead of, maybe this for this Sunday, maybe what I want to be preaching about is not just the doom and gloom of fear, which is, well, if you die, you want to have your heart set. But maybe the reason we want to make these paths straight is so we can get as fast as we possibly can to Jesus. Because being and knowing Jesus and loving Jesus is eternal life and a full life. It is certainly the abundant life, uh, both That's present I mean, life, before yeah. death and, uh, and after too, but much more mm -hmm. pronounced, we imagine after death. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, okay. Um, this is interesting because we're talking about uh, when we die and um, uh, the, then the other notion of the eschaton Mm -hmm. is that what happens when Jesus returns and you're still uh, a part of the living? Mm -hmm. And um, are we to prepare 
that way? Are we to prepare for our own death? Are we to simply put up a Christmas wreath and, um, and buy our mail carrier a, a gift card to Starbucks? I mean, so what is the, what is the right Advent approach? Well, I think the right Advent approach is let's look at what Isaiah said, which is make the paths straight. Um, to me, what that means is remove obstacles that are present between me and God. And sometimes an over hyper-focused um, uh, approach to Christmas that is materialistic can be keeping right. me from God. Relationships that have been broken that I have never sought to heal can be a, a, a stumbling block or a barricade between me and God. That's why this Advent season isn't just about preparation. I believe it's also about discernment. Um, where, where am I in my life, in my relationship with God, and am I as close to God as I thought I was? Um, I... Right. So I, I now have lost track of how many different paths we have for uh, Advent. <laughs> um, but it's, it's interesting that this, um, all of this comes up. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to throw one more thing. I'm going to throw one more thing in. And by the way, for all of those who uh, listen to us to prepare your sermon on Sunday, uh, we're giving you all sorts of toeholds and, and handhold, right? There's all sorts of things you can climb on with this. Yeah. And I, the rest of you that are listening, this may sound completely disjointed. So uh, my apologies. The, uh, the other interesting thing for me to look at is that, and this is something that Alex and I were talking about before we hit record, um, the, the gospel begins with the beginning of the good news of uh, Jesus Christ, the Son of mm -hmm. God. Yep. So the beginning of the good news, the uh, eulogion, which I don't think I'm pronouncing correctly, but that's the, the Greek word. Um, it's actually a Roman, um, it's a Roman word that's used to describe the peace that the emperor has won for its people. Uh, that in their day and time, uh, that the emperor has squashed whatever group it is, and that they celebrate the good news of this type of peace. And the peace came, as we've talked about before, it came at the end of a sword that came at great government repression is another way to put it. And that the Roman occupying army within, um, but, uh, it's, they would refer to as Israel, it's Palestine, uh, of where Jesus was that they kept hearing the good news of, you know, the Caesar of the emperor is that we have squashed our enemies. And this is a different type of good news that the path that um, leads to moral decay mm -hmm. and moral rot is wide open. It has a slight decline. Everybody can walk on it. And that um, the peace that was won for them was the peace won by an army. It wasn't a gift to them. It's a way of keeping the people in line. The good news of Jesus Christ uh, is the narrow path. It is the harder one to follow. It is, it is a virtuous life. It is living uh, and loving and sharing joy and giving peace and not peace at the end of a sword, but peace is the peace that Jesus gives, not as the world gives. And so we have these two competing good newses um, at, you know, in the day and time that Mark was writing this uh, and that I think it's okay in Advent for us to have two competing. Uh, is it about the birth of Christ or is it about the return of Christ? Is it about um, preparing ourselves for our own death? Is it about following and creating a pathway to get things out of our way to make it clear and simple? Uh, and as Alex would say, 
I will have the rice. I will have the beans. I will have the plantains. Amen. It could be about all of those things. So, so um, I was writing something down, and I think this is probably the lane that I'm going to um, to go with um, for for this Sunday. Because you talked about good news. Mm-hmm. The good news is that God didn't want to wait for us to get to him, but rather sent Christ to come to us. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. And part of that is making a path because it's choice. We have the free will about whether or not to allow Christ into our world, big W and little w, you might say. And Mm -hmm. so perhaps this Advent season in making a path is that we don't have to wait and keep pushing off for Christ to one day, for us to one day encounter Christ. He's eager to encounter us now. You know, maybe that's the direction I want to go. That's um, that's beautiful. And we are many days away from Sunday. So if that, that's quite a gift that you have, if you already know what you're preaching on, I really mm-hmm. like it. Um, it also reminds me of an Advent hymn that I would love to sing in church, but probably nobody would sing it. Uh, you ready? You've heard it before. Okay. You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Make your path straight because Jesus is coming to town, right? That That is an Advent theme. Um, he's making a list, checking it twice. Wonder who's going to be on the book of life. <laughs> Jesus, right? He sees you when you're sleeping. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. He I'm knows good. when you're awake. He so, knows if you, come on, sing it with me. Been bad or good, so be good, good for good goodness sake. All right. So, it also reminds um, me of the movie Elf, one of my favorite Advent movies. So, so let's bring it back here because this is kind of the last part of our episode here. I don't let's, think we can. I think we have lost complete control. No, I am. I have become adept at bringing us back, and I'm going to bring <laughs> us back for that last thought. And last well, gasp. It's the last thought, and it's this. Um, Advent can be a confusing liturgical church spiritual season, but I think it's because oftentimes I will seek to create um, this season in my image of what I want out of it. That's why sometimes I, I don't know it's always a good idea to ask somebody, what are you getting out of this Advent season? I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the right the right question. So instead of asking, you know, what am I going to get out of this particular uh, liturgical season? Perhaps ask, in what way am I allowing God to work in my life during this season? And that it goes hand in hand with the making the paths straight. Cut out all the dead ends, remove the boulders, flatten things. And create that lane for Christ to walk through to get to our hearts. That's that to me is what I think um, we're, we're trying to get to. I appreciate that. Um, I think that's. I think it's very very good. Um, so, and it's something that is highly individualistic. Mm-hmm. We get to imagine what it is for our own lives. We get to reflect on that, um, and. Yeah. So I, that's very well, good, Alex. And, I think, and, 
I think you may have wrapped this all up. But but also, yes, it's individualistic. But if we begin to realize that it's also for the world, that how am I making a path straight, not just for me, but for those around me? I don't want to be that stumbling block that prevents somebody from drawing closer to Christ during this season. Right. So my, right. my attitude and the way that I walk and talk and share with people truly do matter. It, it does. It does. Okay. And when we remove stumbling blocks, we help others have a Merry Christmas too. So uh, before the season of Advent is over, before Christmas comes, look for our album to drop on uh, our Christmas album. We're going to modify all the, all the popular Christmas hymns to and Christmas popular songs uh, by Dave. He's going to record them, and, uh, and we're going to change the words to make it Jesus-y. <laughs> to make it Jesus-y. Jesus <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Advent. Whether you're in purple or blue. See, look at this. <laughs> it's, it's just going to flow naturally. So oh my we're gonna gosh. Get, it's just... We're, we're yes. going to get to work on that. And we will um, thank everybody who listens. Hopefully you are um, seeing something occur in your hearts um, during this Advent season and you and your families and your parishes. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Enjoy season two. Go back and watch season one in case you want to see some, some fun stuff. And we'll catch everybody in the next one. God bless. God bless.